Most Americans are not financially literate. They've received little to no formal education or training in personal finance. And this lack of money knowledge and overall financial literacy can be financially and psychologically costly. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse Podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. In this program, we'll introduce you to the six building blocks to financial security. And what we'll do is we'll introduce them today and we'll spend time in future podcasts discussing each of these building blocks in detail. So I'm going to introduce them to you today. The question I'm most often asked about personal finance is, hey, Harry, what actions should people take to improve their financial lives? And people, when they ask me this question, they usually say they know they need to better manage their money matters, but they're pressed for time and they just need a few things that they can regularly do to make their money life better. And what I've done in this particular program is introduce what I call the six building blocks to financial security that everyone needs to implement. These are the basics. And uh, these simple actions really can help people get on the, uh, the road to financial security. So let's begin. The first block, determining where you stand. You, what you need to do is take some time to go through your financial, if you, if you don't already do this, I, if you already do this, I apologize, but if you don't, what you need to do is take some time to go through your records, make phone calls, go through your emails, your files, to get up-to-date balances and information about your savings, your bills, your debts, the employee benefits that you have, all as of a certain date. And we'll talk about this more in a later podcast, but you got to get all your financial information together. And this is really important as you begin to map out your journey to financial security, because you need to know where you're starting from. And this is an action I think everyone should take at least annually. Sit down, see where you stand, and get all your information together. And as you get more sophisticated, you have plans in place. You'll be able to compare where you are versus where you thought you, you were going to be. Second thing you need to do after finding out where you stand, this is all my stuff, all the things I have, is really having some time to contemplate and rethink your financial values. And this is really important given what's happened with the pandemic. And I think the root cause of why there's so much variety in how people handle or maybe not handle their money is because we all have different matters that are important to us. I have different priorities. You have different priorities. I have, I have different financial values. You have different financial values. And what we value in life influences the kind of goals we set for ourselves. And our individual goals will determine the actions that we take to reach them. If you can understand what drives your decisions, your money decisions, you can better manage your financial affairs and you can get the results you desire. When you cut through it all, financial values are a person's or a household's principles or standards of behavior when it comes to money. They are judgments about the importance of money in their life. Now, if you want to begin to take a crack at this one and, and really get your arms around what your financial values are, take 30 minutes and talk to your household about the key values, if you will, the key matters that they value most. What brings them the most joy? What are they striving to achieve? And what do you want to do with your time? Your non-work time, 
Do you, do you work to live or live to work? And I think what it's, it's a good idea to do is make a list of uh, these matters and identify how money relates to supporting each of them and making them happen. One of the things I've learned in life is if you can reduce your financial values into writing and then convert each to what behavior you need, it'll give you a tool that'll help you achieve it. And I think a key part of agreeing on your values and setting goals is to give each goal a time frame. Everything in, in life has to have a time frame. If you're looking to make change, I'm going to lose five pounds in five months. I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds in 10 months. I'm going to save $10,000 over the next 12 months. It's really important to have specific dates to, to lay out to, to, to get done what you want to get done. Overall, I've learned that being as specific as possible with your values, goals, and timeframes leads to more success. I think of this process uh, is based on a saying that I, I always remember, if you don't know where you're going, you may not get, you know, you may end up someplace else. So identifying what your values are, what you're looking to achieve, really key building block, building block number two. Building block number three is improving your financial knowledge. And again, as I stated in the earlier podcast, most Americans are not financially literate. They've received little to no formal education or training in personal finance. And this lack of money knowledge and overall financial literacy can be financially and psychologically costly. And I always go back uh, to people often ask me, so what does it matter if I'm financial liter literate or not, Harry? Well, it, it costs you. And a favorite article of mine that goes back to 2018 said that the average American household loses about $1,230 a year because they don't understand basic household finance issues. And 1230 bucks is about the uh, average mortgage payment today, or uh, two and a half times the average car payment. So $1,230 is a lot to a lot of households. Back to this article that I was referencing, the article said that almost 20% of households reported not understanding of finances cost them over $2,500. So financial literacy is important. And remember, financial literacy is defined as being educated about money and finance, with a special focus on personal finances. Being financially literate enables you to get make smarter money management decisions that lead directly to a better future for you, one that protects the assets that are built by you and your loved ones. Building block number four, focus your money mindset. You'll hear this a lot in personal finance lingo, if you will, but it's really, really important. Focus your money mindset. A money mindset is your personal set of beliefs about money and knowledge about how it works in your life. For each of us, it's the sum total of our life experiences about what we've learned about money directly and through the influencers in our life. It could be our parents. It could be our teacher at school. It could be our friends, a, a trusted friend. Money mindset drives your decisions about money. Your money mindset impacts whether you financially succeed or fail. I can tell you mindset's number one. Overall, when it comes to money, we are what we think. Let me repeat that. When it comes to money, we are what we think. Having a positive money mindset and making a priority usually results in meeting or exceeding the goals you set for yourself. You can, you can break that negative cycle, if you will, about money that, that exists in your family or exists in your own personal behavior and move to a place of financial security. 
the first step is really to become aware of how you learned about money. How'd you learn about it? Let's call that point A. The second step is to determine what you want for money in your current life. Let's call that point B. What we have is a simple process of getting from point A to point B is what you need to do. And then this journey is absolutely achievable if you set your mind to it and you lay out the steps needed to reach your goal. And I personally, I have learned over time, I believe a series of small steps or small changes is best in making an overall change in life. But money mindset is critical. Number five, and this was a life-changing one for me personally, and we'll talk more about that in a later podcast, which is developing your cash plan. Once you know where you stand, you take in that inventory, you know which, what assets you have, how much income you have, what your debt is, and, and you've taken an inventory of all that, you really understand those things. You focus your money mindset. Here's where I want to go. Here's what I want to do. Here's what money means to me. And you make a commitment to improve your financial knowledge. You can then work to put words into action by developing or revising your cash plan or budget. Many people say a budget's Hey, Harry, that's, that's not, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to have a budget. Budget doesn't do anything for me. But I think you need to think about it differently. A budget is really a reflective practice. It helps you understand what your cash inflow is, what your cash outflow is. It's, it's really critical because if you don't know, if you, if you don't measure it, you can't manage it. That's been my experience personally and in my corporate life. Your cash plan should simply show you how much excess cash you have you're generating each month or how much of a deficit you have. If you have a deficit, you're going to have to take actions to, to break even or make it a surplus. Overall, what a cash plan does, it makes you aware of what actions you need to take to achieve your goals. Now, once you have that cash plan in place, one of the lifelong things you need to do, and this is building block number six, is improve your money habits. After you put in place those five basic building blocks, you need to continually work on improving your money habits. And I provide, and I have this in my books, a list of the top 10 money habits I think people should develop. And remember, let's go through what a habit is. A habit is a way of behaving that is repeated so often it no longer involves, it no longer involves conscious thought. A habit is a way of behaving that is repeated so often that it no longer involves conscious thought. So for you, developing good money habits and overcoming bad financial habits, th this is essential, if you will. It's essential to success in the financial verse. So let me give you an overview of the 10 good money habits. We'll have a subsequent podcast that'll go through them in detail. But here are the 10 good money habits. Number one, developing a personal money mindset. Number two, developing reflective practices, having that budget, having that cash plan. Number three, living within your means. I know that sounds like a, a very basic one and a very simple one, but it's true. You need to live within your means. Number four, work to save at least 10% of your, of your pre-tax earnings, at least 10%. And we'll delve into this further in future podcasts. You most likely are going to need to save more because of where we are with the current environment. But I think a base of at least 10% is a good idea. Number five, never stop learning about money. The world changes all the time. Technology changes. I mean, think about it. In a few years, we won't be having any sort of probably currency itself that uh, the, the money you have in your wallet will probably go away. It'll all be digital. Number six, use technology to automate your money. Now, some people are afraid of using technology to the, its 
to the furthest extent possible. But let me tell you, using technology to automate your money saves you time, allows you to avoid any a uh, lot of fees and expenses, and really lets you manage your money and, and know exactly what's going on with it. So that's really important. Number seven, you got to make savings a priority. Going forward, especially post-pandemic, Americans are going to have to save more money. It's really important. Number eight, monitor your credit scores. Credit scores are really important. You need to know what your scores are. You need to review the credit reporting websites to make sure that the information shown is correct. It's very important. It's, it's a key aspect of your financial affairs. Number nine, you need to look to save money on rec the recurring expenses of your life. I've written a book, 600 Cash Savings Ideas, for example. There are a lot of ways you can save money. People don't pay enough attention to it. And in my book, I highlight, I give people 600 ideas. I say you can save at least $600 a year. I think people can save a lot more. And number 10, good money habit, and you're going to think this is a little out of the ordinary, but I think you should celebrate and spoil yourself if you reach a goal or achieve a milestone. For me personally, in, in my life, when I used to get a bonus, I used to take 10% of that bonus and spend it on things that I wanted to do that weren't related to my retirement or, or my uh, responsibilities for college savings for my children. I, I took some of that money and spent it on me and uh, or, or on my wife. It's really important. I think that's something you need to do. If you don't celebrate as you go along, it's not a lot of fun. So overall, developing good financial habits, it takes study and practice. Again, a habit is defined as a way of behaving that is repeated so often that it no longer involves conscious thought. And my experience, many people manage their money, they develop four or five key habits. And they stick to those habits because they're successful for them and allow them to move forward and achieve their goals. And this really, this discipline has led them to financial success and security. Overall, in the financial verse, practice makes perfect. So once you develop that proper mindset and improve your financial knowledge, you can develop the money habits you need for success. So in today's podcast, we've discussed the six building blocks that you can take to improve your money life and financial security. And again, we'll discuss each of them in greater detail in subsequent programs. Like any other improvement initiative you undertake in life, you only get out of it what you put into it. In this case, in terms of improving your personal financial world, if you will, your investment is your time and attention. If you make managing your financial affairs a priority, you will likely improve your financial outcomes and begin hitting the goals that you establish for yourself and your household. If on the other hand, you don't invest a reasonable amount of time, you don't pay attention to the details, the likelihood is you will continue to wander through the financial verse without the success you desire. That's it for today. We look forward to having you and seeing you in our next session. Thanks for listening today. The Financial Verse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.